time to ham up. Oh my god, I really try hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. After the credits. A Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks! Welcome, one and all. It is that magical, magical time of year we like to celebrate here at Yum Chunks. Uh, today with us we have Chris Schmidt. Hey, how's it going? Good. And we have Sean Davis. Hey, I'm here. How's it going, Matt? Good, good, good. And we are here on another episode of After the Credits of Yum Chunks podcast. Sean, what is that magical time of year that we're celebrating? It is video game week. Well, it was video game week. It's video game season. Well, yeah, we're celebrating that it happened. The week yes. happened. <laughs> All right. Yes. It's like Christmas. Yeah, well, it's jumps. like we celebrate Christmas that it happened a week after Christmas. That's how I mean, that was, that was a lot of words that we just used to not actually say what it is we're talking oh, yeah. about. Chris, <laughs> what is it that we're talking about today? E3! We are talking about E3 2019. Yes, indeed. <clears throat> And uh, today we've got two of us, and when I say us, I don't mean me, I mean you guys were in attendance this year, and I, once again, will be playing host and asking you guys questions about your experiences and just what, in general, what kind of an E3 we had, we got. I don't know. Sound good to you guys? Sounds like a plan. I like video games. I know. I hope so. You make them. Prove it. This episode is going to prove it, Sean. It's going to put my... make it or break it right now. Put my feet to the fire. All right. That's a yeah, saying, right? I've never heard that. Yeah, well, it's, it's a saying now. <laughs> the classic Yum Chunk saying now. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, since I wasn't there, um, let's go ahead and start this conversation um, with some things that you can tell me. You guys, having had the uh, the good fortune to go, tell me what I missed out on. So, um, just in general, what was it like? Uh, being there this year, maybe even in compared to other years, if you want to, you know, stretch goals. This this question here, we'll see if we get um, there. Uh, I mean, it was different for sure than normal years. Uh, first, starting with uh, Sony not partaking this year, leaving a huge gap in the West Hall hmm. that had to be filled by somebody i think it was mostly filled by vendors and such in the area uh sorry don't mean to interrupt had had you have you ever been chewy yeah 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 you have okay so you like know that there's two halls and stuff right yeah i mean i can use this joke again since it's been a year since we last talked about (laughs) i forgot i've gone i've gone at least once um i've gone twice if you count the year where i got thrown out oh yeah i mean i definitely do (laughs) That actually counts more than the year. <laughs> so it's like you went three times. Yes. Uh, look, I had interesting, unique experiences both times. So I, I, I would say. Hey, hey, look at you! You are in a special club with Doctor Disrespect and everything of being thrown out of E3. There you go. It's a very. It's like the Mile High Club, but for gamers. That's weird. Actually, the way I remember it, I'm pretty sure you got thrown out, and we. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Sean, what about you? What anything? Anything just like noticeably different or new or exciting this year? Yeah, I mean, kind of going off kind of what Chris said. It just felt different. I don't want to say it was smaller. I don't, I don't think it was smaller. Like in, mm-hmm. in terms of people in attendance, it was probably the same. Um, but it was it was 
different. The the presence or the lack of Sony's presence was definitely felt and coupled with Microsoft being off-site for the second or third year now. Um, it just felt strange. I will say, too, it in the last couple of years, they opened it up to the public, um, which uh, in general has increased the crowds. But even so, um, the last two years, it still felt like, for the most part, the majority of attendees were industry people, I always mm. felt. This year was different in that I it felt like there was more public attendees than industry people and i'm just i'm just gauging that based on the badge colors that it is they they (laughs) shame mark all the public attendees with a giant neon orange badge um (laughs) not really shame them but just make them easily identifiable um and i just noticed that it felt like almost everyone i saw had one of those badges as opposed to just you know whatever standard blank white badge for industry people um So well, that's interesting. So, yeah, yeah. It was different. Yeah, I, I'm wondering if you know maybe it just took a year for the word to get out. You know, yeah. Because you said that last year was the first year they they. It was either last year, or the two year years ago. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. well, yeah, maybe. But, maybe yeah, it, it was recent. It just maybe it just still just takes some time for word about these things to get out, and now yeah, finally, yeah. that's kind of how it was when uh, the D23, the Disney Expo started. The first couple of years were really pleasant because no one really knew what it was or that it yeah. was a thing, and then once word got out, it's like. It's just as busy as Comic Con now, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm wondering if the same thing's going to happen to E3 now that you know public has access and you know give it four years or so. And I it's, mean, yeah. I think that's what they're going for because yeah. I feel like they see themselves shrinking in a sense, yeah. mm-hmm. and they're trying to maintain themselves as long as possible. And bringing in the public helps with that. But yeah, because it's become. I think we talked about this last year. It's become much less of like an industry event. Right. And much more public in general. Well, it was an industry insider event. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, even before, like, it had way more marketing reasons for yeah, like, yeah. the industry itself. You could go there, pitch games and everything. But even, like, the higher companies, uh, they don't view it that way anymore. Like, they don't send as many people, really, to go there and receive pitches for games and such from other companies. So. Hmm. Yeah, I mean now it's more it's more in line with what you were saying, like Comic Con or D twenty three. It's a showcase to announce things. I mean, it has always been that, but now it feels like more focused on that. Um, Maybe more focused on the hype, right? Yeah, it definitely feels like uh, Comic Con definitely moved more in that direction, and and I see D twenty three moving in that direction a little bit too. So, yeah. and yeah. and just comparing it to Comic Con, it's still. I mean, I guess we're a little bit spoiled in that we've also been to Comic Con. Or actually, Chris, I guess you haven't. I've been to Comic-Con. You have? All right. I don't, I don't know. Anyways, but <laughs> compared to Comic-Con, it actually still feels small um, just because mm-hmm. the, the hall is much smaller than the Comic-Con hall. And it, despite the long lines to wait to play demos and stuff, there there's nothing compared or to like... Or watch people play demos. Yeah, or watching play people, people play demos. It's still nothing compared to camping overnight to go wait in Hall H or literally being you know crushed shoulder to shoulder while you're walking through these halls whereas E3 there's still plenty of breathing room there it there's a, there's a little bit more of a chill atmosphere mm-hmm. as much as it's still like a spectacle and you know lights and flashing crazy noises and stuff there's a little bit more of a chill relax they have a lot of little loungy areas there's a couple of like um uh, bars set up around the floor that you could go just grab a drink from. Hmm. So, 
Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So you would say the tone overall is, you know, changed in the last few years, or yeah. I mean, I, I think it's still kind of has that um, hype, kind of crazy spectacle. There's lots of stuff going on, but it's it's also not so much. It's not overwhelming. At least it's not for me. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're not overwhelmed. I do remember. I do remember the year that I went for real. It did feel much more relaxed than other conventions I'd yeah. had experiences with. So that's good to hear. Um, well, let's talk about the actual content of uh, the expo for this year. Um, if let's you know while we're on the topic of just like walking around the the events, if there is something that you you know somebody was going to Ethi for the first time. Is, is there something that you would say, oh, you need to go check this thing out, or you need to go on this part of the uh, show floor or the exhibit hall and go see? Um, do you guys have anything like that? Um, you know, it's really hard because, obviously, mark, like just businesses, marketing people change every year, and the marketing people are kind of who helps set these things up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like Nintendo's booth is normally pretty similar in design as every year and it does i would say it has probably a little less flash than most places Hmm. but i mean to answer your question it'd be hard to say because you never know what any company is going to bring last year uh when before resident evil 7 came out or whatever they had like built a like a, a haunted house essentially to play it in right middle of the floor there was nothing like that this year from them because they didn't they didn't have that game. So it really depends on the content and how extreme the marketing beat behind it's going to be. Well, so. you, you bring up the Haunted House as a good example. Is Was there anything comparable to, comparable to that, uh, at least in scale or, you know? I don't uh, think to that exact extent. Yeah, but no. the Nintendo booth did have a kind of a haunted hotel kind of thing for Luigi's Mansion 3. Luigi's oh. Mansion 3. And they had, like, guys dressed up as bellhops who were, like, the line, you know, crowd control guys and stuff. I didn't actually go in to see it, um, but the line was fairly long. And that was kind of the closest I saw. Hmm. Um, I want to say the Final Fantasy VII demo also kind of had it set up a little bit from the outside as if you're, like, in the Midgar slums if you've played Final Fantasy VII. Oh, yeah. So, and it's like they have the posters on the wall of the Loveless if you kind of vaguely remember that from the game and stuff. It, it it was pretty minimal. It wasn't to the full extent of, like, even some of the stuff at Comic-Con. But it was it was approaching that, and those were some of the things that stood out. I think the one giant thing, there's usually some sort of, like, you know, statue or monstrous kind of thing. And there was a, there was a monster hunter giant dragon that was kind of cool um, in terms of just, like, giant get your photo taken with this big thing i would think i guess on that note i would say there there are a lot more fun photo ops this year in general i felt like yeah there's that there is the final c7 um clouds motorcycle on a bike yeah yeah you could get on the motorcycle um fortnite had a gigantic area and there was like a whole bunch of like um like almost like grad night games if you know what i mean like Mm. like a foamy bouncy spinning that you had to jump over as it spun mm. and it's i don't know yeah i mean it it just 
you didn't even have like I guess they did have some stations where you could play the game, but it felt like most of their booth <laughs> was just like here's popcorn and cookies, and here go jump in this playpen, and there's a whole bunch of people dressed up as I don't like crazy hotline Miami weirdos dancing. That's what Fortnite was. Sounds oh, amazing. On, on that note, Sean, did you notice that it seems like booth babes are stealthily kind of coming back in a sense? I did kind of think about that. I Over the last couple of years, I mean, that's been a hot topic of kind of just like, I don't know, back and forth in the industry. And I, I feel like there's a certain crowd that certain publishers may be appealing to. I say in general that it's not. It's not like widely coming back in the culture of E3, but I do think that there are specific um, studios and or publishers who are very specifically like uh, trying to appeal to that demographic. Yeah, there were there was this one booth uh, towards the Fortnite booth, I forget what it was, that uh, just had like girls, half-naked girls twerking on stage and stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was just, that, and it was like one of those things. I remember it was a big deal when they were, when they were like, "We're going to do away with booth babes and try to uh, move away from that concept of the only like gamer girl that's worth anything is like a hot one or whatever." Right? Like, yeah. I feel I don't know if that's the right way of putting it, but <laughs> like, yeah, just yeah, yeah. I, I don't know stop. if it was is conscious decision by these places i mean i'm pretty sure it is obviously but i don't think it's a widespread like before it was every booth had that now it's not at all um and i think just a few are like well this is our angle this year so anyways um all right and you mentioned the nintendo booth i I do think the nintendo booth is though even though it doesn't always have the largest loudest kind of spectacle i do think it's just like something that everyone it's consistent enough that everyone should kind of check it out. They always have stuff to take pictures with that are kind of fun photo ops. They always have plenty of games. The line is usually fairly long, but you get your bang for your buck in terms of just pure amount of stuff that you could do if you do wait in the line. So. Yeah. I, and when I look at... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Chu. I was going to say, just from the year that I went, Nintendo's booth struck me as a company that had done this many times and kind of knew what they were doing and it it, to me it had kind of a little bit of a like an apple store vibe to it Mm -hmm. where like everything was kind of clean cut and just very yeah just like they knew exactly they have a plan whereas everyone else kind of feel like their mentality was what are we going to do this year and how are we going to do it i don't know is that kind of yeah i agree yeah nintendo definitely nintendo yeah nintendo definitely knows what they're doing in terms right. of their their floor presence and stuff, um, and I, I want to say every other do, don't know what they're doing, but it does feel a little bit just like, all right, what are we doing this year? Uh, let's just set it up like this because this is what we got a promo, and this is what mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever. So, all right, well, uh, how about let's talk about uh, like the games and stuff. <laughs> what? There were games at E three. I hope so. I mean, I can't confirm, but uh, how about how about some of the uh, what about some of the announcements? Let's talk about that. I don't know. What do you guys? What struck you guys? 
Sean, what would you say was your biggest announcement of E3? Not came, coming from you, obviously, not coming from you, but what, what was your favorite announcement? <laughs> what did I announce at E3? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you announce the Last of Us 2 uh, release No, date? I almost accidentally did. Not really. Well, actually, funny story. So, <laughs> Reel did, it back. Reel it back. <laughs> did, uh, I don't People know. People at your work actually listen to this. <laughs> I didn't really, really almost announce it. But I on the show floor... Um, I ran into, or I, I met uh, this guy, Tim Rogers. Tim Rogers, he's a correspondent for the website Kotaku. He's one of my favorite correspondents. He does a lot of videos and just, like, pieces. And he's really funny. And he does reviews and everything like that. Um, and I follow him. And he's the one who did the um, the slow translation of Final Fantasy VII, which we've mentioned a few times in the previous episodes. Chewie, you may vaguely remember that. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, in any case, I saw him on the floor. He was just doing... Um, uh, little spot pieces around E3 and he was walking with his cameraman to pick up something and, and I'm like hey Tim Rogers uh, and what I, oh I said uh, I was born stupid which is his sign off for all of his videos he always signs off his videos with I was born stupid I will not die hungry so I'm just hey Tim Rogers I was born stupid and he just goes like, so, oh hey dude what's up and so we got talking and I was like oh I really like your work and stuff and it's cool nice to meet you and then he saw I had a, had a Naughty Dog shirt on He's like, are you a naughty dog? I'm like, yeah, I am. And he's like, so uh, when we when we get in that last <laughs> of us two? <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, I can't answer that. You'll, you'll get me fired if I answer that. And he's like, uh, I've gotten plenty of people fired before. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Oh, well, so in anyway, that case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I did not divulge any further information from there. But he was it was also just cool medium because, like I said, I'm a fan of his and stuff, so it was fun. Um. In any case, what actual announcements that were made. Uh, so the two things that I was the most, well, I guess excited for, two with a few smaller things behind it, was Cyberpunk, which is not, or the release date for Cyberpunk in that game continues to hype me up for it. I'm really, really excited for it. And then Final Fantasy VII Remake release date, which I've been <laughs> cautiously optimistic about, not trying to get too excited for it. But the demo, I didn't get a chance to play it because that was kind of the most sought-after sought, sought demo to play, so I, I couldn't get into it. But it does look cool, and I talked to some friends who did play it, and they enjoyed it a lot too. So those are my two top ones with some other ones That's like Zelda shocking, Breath of the Wild John. 2, Link's Awakening remake. I know, lots of other stuff. Sorry, I'll, I'll stop. I could keep going, but I'll stop for now. <laughs> Just name all the games that they announced. Yes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Chris, what about you? Uh, I mean, besides the 7 remake, my biggest, the thing that shocked me the most and got me hyped for games in general, and I'm going to be the odd man out here when I say this, was when Square announced that they were remastering Final Fantasy VIII, finally. <laughs> and I was like, I... You would. I don't care. I, I don't care anything about 7 anymore. I'm all in on eight again. Let's <laughs> well, do this. Just the same I, game. <laughs> I haven't. I was going to say, yeah, I haven't looked into that much. But are, are they rebuilding it like seven, or is it just no. a remaster? It's a, a remaster. remaster. So like uh, how pixelated and kind of blocky looking they were before, they just sharpened it all up, make them look cleaner. But it's still it's still the same game. Just they're just going to put a Photoshop filter over the screen while you're playing the original. <laughs> yeah. <ones>. Yep. <laughs> but it's going to be amazing. It looks so clean. Good. It's like, man, if you do some of the memes around Squall and stuff, you'd be like, oh, man, this is ripe for the picking. When does that come out? September or something? 
They didn't give like an actual date. They just said 2019. Mm. All right, so then you know, two years from now, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the Kingdom Hearts three DLC, which will be the the final pieces of it, and then everybody's moving off onto something else. From what they say, that was sure. pretty. That'll be exciting. And then I I I mean. I'm a huge Luigi fan, personally, and so not only did they announce Luigi Mansions 3, but then they announced Gooigi, and... What? I'm I sorry, just, what? How do you feel Gooigi. about Gooigi, Chewie? Gooigi. Gooigi. Oh, okay, I'm looking this up. Uh, this, is, this is no good. I mean, I'm getting a, I'm getting a lot of DeviantArt results, so... <laughs> well, that's to be expected. <laughs> so, I mean, I you know, I'm going to close this tab. <laughs> uh and then in the trailer it's just like a it, it's gonna have online i guess multiplayer was it online multiplayer or was it just local co-op i don't, I don't know, know if it was online or not but it's a yeah co-op multiplayer for luigi's you just have like an army of luigi's running at you and i was like yes <laughs> this is nintendo finally answering that me they they're like all right chris we're coming for you chris didn't, for that didn't they have a whole year of luigi that was something a few, a few years ago yeah well i think that was the year that luigi's mansion 2 came out i don't know i think they, they save it for years when they have a lot of luigi content to put out or that they can jam him into a bunch of other stuff <laughs> and then put out one game hmm. so but yeah no it was it was pretty i like that All what right. about you chewy obviously you weren't there but you pay attention to gaming news what what got you most psyched for games i uh Oh no! Sean just sent a picture of Gooigi into the Discord. I don't like that. Okay, what what I do like? Uh, there are three things in particular that struck my fancy this year from the comfort of my uh, my computer desk. Uh, first one being uh, Psychonauts two. Um, oh yeah, that was I a about that one. big surprise. I was I had heard you know whispers and rumors of a sequel to Psychonauts for years and years and years and. It just turned into oh, one. the game announcement was a surprise to you. Yeah, I I just kind of thought that was dead. I mean, because I I would every once in a while hear, oh, it's back on. Now it's not. Now it's and seeing an actual trailer and seeing those characters again, moving around and talking and doing things, just was surreal to me. I'm yeah, again, I might be late on the late to the party on this one, but um, but yeah, just seeing that what they brought for that game was really cool. Um, Real fast on that note, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Thing. Yeah. Was uh, I thought you were actually going to bring this up? The news that surprised me about that was the fact that Microsoft Studios had bought Double Fine. Oh, I, I always figured Double Fine, a very strong independent uh, studio. I was like, whoa, hadn't that's heard unexpected. that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, all right, well, that's interesting too. Yeah, so a lot of mo- <laughs> a lot of movement going on over that studio. Yeah, um, I, uh, I mean, and a lot of people are talking about this one online, uh, good and bad, but I'm excited for the avengers game mm-hmm. um i think that that was a cool trailer um i like that square enix is, is doing it I, I particularly like that square enix is doing it because i remember you guys ever read those um those final hours of books that are on steam they did one for portal 2 and they did one for the tomb raider reboot oh i don't know if i ever read i'm aware i know what you're talking about but i don't think i ever actually read read any of them well, I read them, I don't know how many there are, but I read both of those, the one for Tomb Raider and the one for Portal 2. But in the Tomb Raider one, I remember one of the developers was like recounting a story where he was talking to the, the crew, and they're like, look, we need to be honest with ourselves. Are we making a game that's as good as Arkham City? 
and that kind of like re-motivated everyone and like the project changed after that they're like this is the kind of game we need to be making because arkham city was making a splash back 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 at that point Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting that that quote always stuck out at me because when I played those Tomb Raider games, like it does feel like there was definitely some inspiration taken from that from the Arkham series, like just how the map is set up and the collectibles and how it's a little bit more open world. Um, but there's you know and you know now that that their next project is Avengers and and uh, just having listened to our our last year's E three episode, I said the same thing. I'm like, why isn't every studio making Mar- Arkham clones? And because we were talking about Spider Man last year. Oh, yeah. and, and I'm like, yes, good. I don't care if it's a shameless ripoff. I love that the, the, we're getting an Avengers game that hopefully, you know, is in line with something like Arkham or something like Spider-Man, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to play it and not lose my game file at eighty percent. But you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, and then uh, the third thing that I was really excited about is the uh, and I, this wasn't news to me. I already knew this was coming, but seeing gameplay footage for uh, the Le- the Link's Awakening remake for Nintendo Switch. Um, I'm I'm really excited for that one, and I think Link's Awakening is it's probably in my top three Zelda games. So I love the style they're going with it. I I don't know. I just it looks really charming and fun. So I'm excited for that. Plus I love my Switch. So can't you know wait to have another good game for it. So there you go. That's that's my those are mine. That's my short list. What do you think? Is it good? Yeah, like those it. are all good things. Anything that was like really big that wasn't that we didn't touch on. I'm trying to think like they kind of, they announced Borderlands three or they showed Borderlands three. I don't know. If any I mean, I guess a testament to 3. how not Microsoft we are. We didn't touch on gears or halo. Uh, oh yeah. I forgot all about those. Yeah. They were there apparently. Well, that's the problem. That's what I'm saying is that like when you move off site and you like, I don't know, I, I didn't even really pay attention to the Microsoft press conference. And I mean, I don't know. I guess that says a little bit about Microsoft itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I do also think that maybe in general this year was more about the third parties. Like I was yeah, more interested okay. in the Square Enix press conference and the Ubisoft press conference than, I mean, it didn't. I, I guess I didn't feel the lack uh, of not watching the Microsoft one because there was enough yeah. stuff in the other ones. So yeah, also, um, rule. Yeah, yeah, which came out and I've been playing. Um, I'm but also, a, like, uh, Banjo-Tooie, Banjo, or Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, yeah, and Smash. And Smash. And Breath of the Wild 2. I mean, these you, were just kind of, like, small notches in the the Nintendo press conference, but those are huge. Or at least the Breath of the Wild 2 is huge. The Banjo-Kazooie thing is just kind of fun. Yeah, you mentioned, you brought up Breath of the Wild 2 a little bit earlier, but we didn't really talk about that. I mean, I, I kind of put the first one down, I'm plan on picking it up again but yeah that was a I, I don't know that seems surprising to me that maybe it's not that soon but it seems really soon after yeah, the last it one it does feel so soon but i, I guess it com- reminds me of like majora's mask i think chris is the one did you say that chris uh i mean i guess kind of i mean they've been doing everything they can online to separate themselves from that thought i mean if yeah. anything it looks like it's more involved with like twilight princess and Majora. no sorry not in terms of the content i just mean in terms of the release because majora's mask came out quickly after ocarina of time oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's definitely yeah. definitely going like for the first time in a while it feels like they're taking what they've already built yeah and just building upon that yes. rather than which i am over, absolutely 100 since ocarina yeah i'm 100 like. percent behind that because i love breath of the wild so and i think it has a um, you know, I can't imagine. 
awesome anyone, foundation. So I can't imagine anyone needing a sequel to Breath of the Wild. There's so much. Game. Oh yeah, there's that too. How do you how do you finish it? Do, do people finish Breath of the Wild? I can't. I even, finished it. I get I get overwhelmed thinking about the idea. It is. It's. I didn't fin- I haven't finished all the DLC yet. Uh huh. Done some, but I have finished the main game, and I got like. Well, I don't know if you could quote unquote hundred percent that game, but I did a, a lot. I, <laughs> I did as much as reasonably expected. Uh, all right. Well. I don't know what that means, but I did a lot. I, I'm just proud of getting a whole 120 shrines and finding seven Korok, 700 Korok seeds on my own without a guide and maxing I'm, out most of the armor and completing all the side quests. I'm proud of you, Sean. This is the reason why I brag Thank about you. you. You're the friend I brag about. <laughs> I have nothing else. All right? <laughs> What's interesting is they said that the team behind Breath of the Wild 2, whatever it may actually be called, I guess was most heavily influenced by Red Dead Redemption 2. I saw that as a headline. I I didn't click on it, but I guess so. Yeah, like that's their motivation. They're like, we want to not necessarily make that game, but you know, they they want a game on that scale. That's that's intriguing. I'm intrigued by that notion. So, is is Red Dead Redemption 2 that much big? Like, is it a larger game than Breath of the Wild? I think probably square mileage. It is. Okay. Say. All right. Well, that's ridiculous. But all right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, uh, what, what else was there? what else? Hey, what else was there to talk about? Um, what, we could just talk about think... games that we played. Oh yeah, what'd you guys play? Huh. Tell me about what you played. Chris, what did you play? <laughs> I played nothing. <laughs> oh, cool. All I'll right. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because the only thing. I was interested in really playing. Like I was like, yes, I want to do this. Was the Final Fantasy VII remake? But to get it to get into that, it was a line that formed right as the show opened, and then they were handing out time slot tickets. And I got in line, and then they sold out like right before I I got there. And I was like, ah, no. Okay, what am I going to do now? And then I kept walking around, and I was like. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077? Uh, well, you're just waiting, you know, two hours to watch somebody play a demo. Eh, that doesn't sound like a good use of my time. Uh, Nintendo stuff? I don't even know where to get in line at Nintendo's booth. <laughs> it's like a maze. I'm just like, uh, too much thought process. Uh, I don't want to do it. And so, uh, for the most part, I just ended up walking around looking at things. That's a good story, Chris. I know. <laughs> Sean, what did you play? Oh, man. I actually played a good de- I-, I played... A lot. Well, I, I consider it a lot. Um, so I played two of the games on your most interested list. Oh, I played the Link's Awakening demo, which it was a 15-minute demo. And, I mean, if you like Link's Awakening, you're going to get this game anyway. But this just made me more excited to play it. It was the exact kind of same feel of Link's Awakening in almost the exact same kind of map, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, all, all the stuff. I like. I knew what I had to do. You were given 15 minutes at the beginning of the game to get as far as you could, essentially. And I knew exactly what I had to go do. I got to go to get, get the sword, then go to the forest and get the potion and get, you know. Right. Um, and it was all the same beats, but it was just tight controls, really, really fun, um, charming um, aesthetic. Uh, I'm super excited for that. I think you're going to love it. Two, just, sure just the amount yeah. I played, um, and I also played Marvel's Avengers Ultimate Alliance three, um, which was super fun. If you've played the other ones, it's very very similar to those. I don't know. If, I don't think it's going to quite be the the Arkham Knight Tomb Raider type games. 
to me, it reminds me more almost of like the Lego games. You, if that makes you, any sense. Are we talking about the same Avengers game? No, 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 no. This is a different one. Oh, this, sorry. Oh, he he's talking about if you ever played the old ones where you could just local co-op with a friend. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that's what I'm the, talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not not the Square Enix one. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, sorry. Oh, man, you got my hopes up. I was so excited. No, the one I'm talking about is there's, like, the Ultimate Alliance where it's kind of like an RPG beat-em-up, and and it has the entire roster of Marvel characters. Mm -hmm. That was fun. It was just, like, a fun, mindless beat-em-up, and you have combo attacks and all this crazy stuff. Um, Let's see, what else? I played the new Wolfenstein game, which, if you've played any of the recent Wolfenstein games, those are actually really good games um a lot of fun this one seemed okay it's emphasis on co-op but it seemed pretty standard first person shooter stuff i don't know maybe Mm. it's gonna be great but didn't wow me i played um this game called mana madon which is a uh bandai people that made until dawn yeah same the same people did until dawn um which I loved that game until dawn. I thought it was great, and this is just the exact same premise, just a different, you know, story and characters. So if you liked until dawn, I'm I'm fairly confident this will be enjoyable as well. The premise is like you're in a boat, an abandoned boat with zombies or something. But yeah, you know, it's a group of people, and you got to try to survive, a la you know, a scary movie type thing. Um, so that was good. I played. A handful of indie games, just like small little publishers here and there. They have this area called IndieCade where they have some like um, uh, indie games that you can kind of go sit and meet the developers, and so that's always fun. I played Trine Four. Apparently, they're going to do another Trine. Which <laughs> oh jeez, I can't believe they made that many of those games. Like yeah, the- I I think I only played the first two, but I really like those games. They're really fun, charming, whimsical platformers. Um, and the the demo of the fourth one was really fun type um i mean i i know that the third one they they leapt to full 3d i think i only i only ever played the first one but i i knew people weren't super big on that third one so i I, the fourth one feels more like a first return to the roots kind of thing okay that maybe that's what it is because yeah yeah, again because of that i was surprised to see that a fourth one was happening so but cool i mean one maybe one of these days i'll actually go through and play the rest of them yeah there you go um I played the newest Darksiders, Darksiders Genesis. If you guys have ever played the Darksider franchise, nope. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's fun. It's it's a little departure from the classic third person kind of Zelda ish God of War style. This is almost like a dungeon crawler with elements from those types of games, mm-hmm. like a Diablo esque kind of kind of game almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's others I've played, but those were some of the highlights. So I I felt. Fairly satisfied with my gaming, you know. But you didn't play Lone Echo 2. No. Well, you could just get me to play it whenever. I'm not going to wait in line. I mean, you don't have a rift. What do you mean I could just get you to play whenever? <laughs> Why haven't you given us a rift yet, Chris? That's I what we I should give. Even get a rift. I can't even get a rift. That's what we should give everyone who um, emails rift? us. A rift. The, I, we're not going to discuss this on the on the air. <laughs> oh, sorry. I mean, we already <laughs> we were, have what we, we were trying to pretend like we were forgetting about that entirely. <laughs> oh, that's right. I mean, for we're our next it. set of root list of our emailers that is what I mean. Um, so, right, well, yeah, those were yeah. the games I played. Enjoyed my time there. And other than waiting about an hour and a half for the Nintendo stuff, I didn't have to wait in line too much, which was which was kind of nice. 
Yeah, it sounds so. like instead of uh, pouting, you went and made the most of your time. <laughs> it was yep. pouting. I wasn't pouting. <laughs> I took a bunch of cool photos at photo booths. That is That's true. I saw some of those photos. I had good times. Met, talked with friends. I don't know. Good to hear it. I'm glad. All right. Well, uh, I have one last question for you guys. Um, what do you think was the uh, What do you think was the message of this year's E3? <laughs> <laughs> how, how dare you hoist me uh, by my own petard? <laughs> bleak. Oh no! Bleak. No. <laughs> no, I didn't. I don't actually have any. I don't actually have any more questions. I, uh, I have one question. Oh. Okay. Uh, and both of you, both of you are free to answer this one. What were you surprised or let down by? Uh, that wasn't at the show what like what surprise absence you know were you like oh "Oh." okay like i'm surprised by and let down by the fact that we didn't see any half-life 3 (laughs) oh man you would just perpetually be surprised and let down by that forever (laughs) that was the biggest surprise of the show um two things actually no i didn't really have any expectations or anything so i didn't i didn't it was kind of hard to be surprised i kind of already said mine which was uh, Psychonauts 2, and part of that was through my own just not keep it, keeping up with the news. Didn't know it was happening. Didn't know it was happening far enough into pr- into production that we could see gameplay and footage of it. So, yeah, that was a pleasant surprise for me, and I'm looking forward to that nice. very much. So am I. So am I. That's one of my favorite games of all time. It's great. Psychonauts. It's so clever. It's so unique, and I don't know. The game design is out of this world. The the, art. the humor is timeless. The, that game makes me laugh no matter how many times I play. The it. humor, the arts, the art style, everything about it. Yeah, it's that's a fantastic game. I hope. I mean, I don't want to get my hopes up too much now that I know the sequel exists. I kind of just want to forget that exists until I play it because that's kind of how I went into the first one. Like, I don't really know what this is, but people said it's good. So, uh, all right, whatever. I'll give it a shot. It looks weird, and then it ended up being amazing. So, you know. We'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll see what. It, what about you, Sean? Um, I guess I was kind of disappointed they didn't have any more news about Metroid Prime Four or whatever the new Metroid Prime is. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, though Nintendo had plenty of other stuff, so I, I wasn't. I didn't really feel let down. I was just like, oh, it would have been cool to hear more about that. Um, and then also, kind of similar to Half Life Three, but I feel a little bit more reasonable. Is I'd love to finally get a Mother Three um, port. And like an actual translation and release. You can't have games with threes in them. It's impossible. They, but they surprisingly, Val, which Val was says it's impossible. Which was great is they released uh, Second Densetsu Three, which is the Trials of Mana, which had never been released in the U.S. before, and they announced it and it's like, hey, it's on the floor. It, you could go buy it right now as of this announcement. It's something that's never been released in the U.S. It's one of the supposedly one of the best Super Nintendo RPGs. That was never released in the U.S. It's available now. You can go buy it on your Switch. That's yeah. awesome. That sounds crazy. I was hoping guys, for something. You guys, yeah. Did you, either of you guys ever play Landstalker on the Genesis? Yes. Yeah. They, no. They made a sequel to it in Japan called Lady Stalker, and you can oh, you I can get a that. you can which is a terrible name, <laughs> but <laughs> that is the, the main character. So many levels. <laughs> it's a terrible name for lots of reasons. Um, it, it's named that because the main character is a lady this time, which doesn't really make it much better. <laughs> and they um, <laughs> but but I've always wanted to play that game, and I'm like, yeah, well, I never will. And there was a fan project to translate it a few years ago, and it kind of fell apart. But now I hear about these like them re, re, reviving oh, these yeah. old, you know international only games and i'm like hey, maybe it'll happen but i guess they'd yeah. probably have to change the name though wouldn't they <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> oh, speaking of getting... that, are you gonna okay. get the uh, genesis classic uh, 
Probably not, just because I all those whenever they do Genesis collections, it's always the same games and I have the like I have the PS3 Genesis collection, I have the PS4 one, I have it on Steam. I have a like most of them I have the original cartridges. Like I don't I think I'm done rebuying all my old favorite Genesis games. <laughs> We must rebuy the same games every generation. That's very grown-up of you, Chewie. Yeah, it is very mature. I I just have Genesis collections scattered all about my apartment. (laughs) If it had Lady Stalker on that collection, though. Then yes. If it was translated to English and it had that. you hear that, Sega? You missed out. You missed out on one customer. (laughs) There you go. They need all the customers they can get at this point. Do they? I don't know. I don't know the financial business. Hey, they got Mario and Sonic and... Tokyo. There you go. That's good. All right. Well, unless you guys have anything uh, super important that we left out, I think I might want to wrap this up. Uh, So, real fast. Go for it. Things things that I was bummed had no presence. Bayonetta 3. Mm. Like, how is there still no more news on Bayonetta? Uh, Wasn't that announced like two years ago? I I don't know. I don't remember. Platinum Games usually pretty good about just like churning out games and such figured mm. we would at least seen more of it uh that's one of the reasons i even got a switch so i was kind of let down by that uh beyond good and evil 2 mm-hmm. i thought was pretty nuts that it wasn't here considering last year it had such a giant trailer yeah. it was such a big deal it's like oh here it is and then it was just like okay cool when we get get to this e3 i was expecting like gameplay or something no it was just nothing throw that game into the half-life 3 folder it's that's not happening i'll I'll believe it when i'm playing it ubisoft had so many other things to show what was that so ubisoft had so much they they had too much other stuff to take up good and evil time just dance 20 yes it's important just dance is important it's important to stay in shape (laughs) <laughs> but but at least we're getting no more heroes three. That's a thing. Oh, I was happy true. about that. Oh, but Maybe. yeah, I was I was really bummed by those two things in particular. So maybe next year. I realize I didn't ask you. You asked. You posed the question and asked us. And I'm now realizing <laughs> that you right. posed the question because you had an answer that you wanted to give, and neither of us asked you. So classic. Yeah. It's all right. I'm used to it by now. The abuse I get. <laughs> well, good. You guys. I don't have to feel bad I'm about good, it anymore. It's not going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll go ahead. So. I'll go ahead and bring this to a close then. Yeah. If that's okay. Am I allowed? Take us home. It's all okay. right. Do it. This has been a very special. Is this a bonus episode? This is a bonus. Yeah. Episode. Let's call it a bonus episode. All right. This has been a very bonus episode of After the Credits, CM <laughs> Junk's podcast. Uh, once again, I'm Matt Chewy, pretending to be the host of the show for this week. Um, we have another show coming up really soon, because we're about to um, film another one, so stay tuned for that. Um, but in the meantime, uh, we, you can find us on Podient, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and several other uh, podcast outlets. Oh, Stitcher's one. I keep finding, if you Google out Yum Chunks after the credits, I, I, I just keep finding different things we're on. I don't even know how we're on them. That's but, Are um, we on, like, iHeartRadio? I don't no? I don't know if we're on that or not. But anyway, we're on we lots. Are, we are on Discord now. We it Just just search Yum Chunks after the credits. You'll find us. Let's listen to us on whatever thing you like us the most. Um, if you want to get in contact with the show, you can leave a com- comment on any of those things that have a comment. Oh, including the Yum Chunks uh, YouTube channel, which I forgot to mention. You can email us at yumchunks at gmail.com and just send us an old-fashioned letter, and we'll read it on the air if it's, if it's work and or school appropriate. Uh, that's it. 
Right, right, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay, cool. I believe that does We're it. done with this one. Finished. We Let's did do a it. different one. Video games forever. Alright. Goodbye. This has been After the Credits. A Young Chunks podcast. <laughs> <laughs>